Hi, everybody. This is the final Hallowed Wide song diary before the record comes out. Um, I'll wait until after the release and the release concert to record, I think, just one final episode, maybe. I don't know. Listen, I haven't decided. There, there might be another one before the concert. I think this might be the last one, though. So let's, let's lean in with that assumption. Um, if you're new... The Hallowed Wide is the title of my new album, and it's a concept record, and um, I don't know, I'm just like really into it. I want to kind of like talk about it all the time. And so I decided to do these song diaries as a series on um, my podcast, um, talking about kind of the deep dive of each song and the writing process and kind of what it all means. Because, you know, like, listen, Maybe it's a little self-indulgent. I understand that that's a possibility. But the way that it feels to me is that this is like an actual philosophy and like a framework for, um, you know, human connection that like it feels really, really real to me. And because of that, um, I feel like I want to try to present it in as many forms and media as possible um, so that, you know, it has the potential to like reach into the hearts and minds and lives of as many people as possible. So for the kind of person who wants a little bit more, wants to dig a little deeper, um, and I certainly am one of those people. So, you know, if that's you, you're you're mine. You're my people and I'm your people. Um, you know, this is for you. Um, so we're like, we're at the end of this record, which is wigging me out. I just like literally just now was like rehearsing for the live show. Um, today I've been doing a bunch of different things, trying to, you know, kind of put together all these different like visual art and performance art elements. This, the show, I think I've said this before, but it's going to be like everything that you'd expect from a concert, you know, live band, great sound, like, you know, all these things. Um, but it's also going to have like some you know, like I said, performance art, like sort of theatrical elements, lots of visual art elements. Um, it's going to be really special and it's going to be kind of like a one-time thing. Like I, I don't say this like flippantly, but like it's an investment. Um, and it's, it's not the kind of thing that's like, Oh, I'll catch the next one. So if you are listening and you live in Utah, please get your tickets. The show is on October 22nd at the rise in on a Provo center street. Um, all the links are in like, you know, you should be able to find it kind of anywhere you look. It's just, it's available. Um, but, uh, but yeah, if you're not around, I'm working on some, I have some ideas for how to, um, see if I can, how I can involve people who aren't here so you can still kind of participate in and and see the show. But if you are here, um, yeah, this isn't the kind of thing that's like, Oh, we'll catch the next one. Like it's happening once and it is, it's going to be like epic and wonderful and beautiful and a coming together of a bunch of different artists and different mediums and, you know, kind of a real time trek across the hallowed wide. So, okay. That's my like little disclaimer or little, you know, announcement news up at the top of this episode. And then we're going to dig into boundless, which is the song that um, came out last Friday. And gosh, I feel like I have been through like 
three lifetimes since then. It feels like such a long time ago, but it's just been one week, which is truly crazy. Um, yeah. Okay. So let's set the stage and then I'll, I'll pause, um, the talking and I'll play boundless for you and then we'll dig in. So, uh, again, like I said, the hallowed wide is a concept record. Um, and it's like a journey. Like I, I picture the hallowed wide. It's, it's a metaphor, but in, inside the metaphor, the hallowed wide is like a Canyon. And, um, we represent the, or the journey I've divided it into four parts. First descend, then divide, make it hallowed, make it wide. So the first three songs on the record are all about the descent, climbing down into the hallowed wide. Um, and kind of, you know, the songs themselves are existing sort of more in the real world application of these, of these metaphorical things. But in the metaphor, we're climbing down the side of like a cliff face. We're entering the hallowed wide, um, in part two, then divide. Um, we are, like in the fantasy, like in the metaphor, we are letting go of like baggage and, and heavy things that we're carrying that are just simply too heavy to continue with. And, you know, on the, on the real side of the metaphor, it's like, what are the assumptions and prejudices and habits that we have to kind of rid ourselves of before we are like adequately prepared for, you know, real connection and real understanding, real empathy, real kind of change. Um, so songs four through six on the record, and, and these are already out. So again, if you're new, you can go listen to all of this, parts one and two um, right now. Um, then uh, part three, Make It Hallowed, is basically like where kind of the magic of the record lives. It's my favorite part of the record. And, you know, um, in, in in the metaphor, there's magic. And like on the real side of the of the of the other side of the metaphor, basically the ethos here, or like the idea here is that we have to kind of apply, you know, creative thinking and like, you know, we have to kind of uh, commit to seeing the sacred and kind of the, the magic in, you know, the, in, in our fellow humans, um, and being kind of radical about that and thinking about kind of the mystery of others and, you know, having kind of a respect for the inherent risk, um, that we take when we love, when we trust, um, and, you know, rather than feeling a scarcity or a fear about those things, feeling kind of like a, a wonder about them. So that's make it hallowed. And here we are at the very beginning of part four, which is make it wide. Um, so this is, this boundless is the first part of the make it wide. Um, the last stretch of the hallowed wide and make it wide to me is about taking these kind of sacred principles, um, of kind of mystery and wonder and like the beauty of kind of an individual and the idea that, you know, literally every single person is a main character in their own story. Um, and the kind of like, you know, immense weight of that concept. Um, but then taking out, taking, you know, that idea out further, making it wide, like, you know, um, uh, refracting it like all out, you know, in a, in a big wide prism. Um, like what do we actually do with it? What does it actually mean when we apply this more broadly? Um, 
so, so yeah, boundless is the first, um, step in that part. So I think that's plenty of intro. So I'm going to, um, stop the recording now. I'll play boundless for you and then I'll be right back and we'll dig right in. Okay. Here comes boundless.
Okay. So I was thinking in this last week, um, or actually, honestly, I think it's been more like the last month, that one thing that I haven't talked about in these diaries at all is like the actual singing. And I don't know if it's just maybe because it seems like obvious to me that this would be a thing. Um, or maybe it's because like, it feels extra vulnerable to me to talk about it, but I wanted to make sure I didn't let another one of these go by without just telling you, whoever you are, that's listening, um, that the vocal choices that I've made in this record and in this, in these compositions. So I mean like the writing of like from a vocal perspective, the writing and from a performance perspective, the recording, um, have been like just extremely intentional. Um, I've worked really hard to write the songs in places in my range that help me bring out the kind of very real emotions that I'm, that I'm working on. Um, before I went into the recording studio, I just practiced these, these songs meticulously, like really thinking about the best way to use my instrument to tell these stories so that they come to life orally. Um, and so I, I just want to say that. And, and this song, this song, you know, I, I love all my little song babies. Like I really do. Um, it's, you know, as silly as that might sound from to like a, you know, a non artist, like, um, I treasure like all of them and they all have so much of my heart and like my time and my passion in them. But the lyrics of boundless feel particularly like a beautiful amalgamation of like whimsy and percussion and like singability, like the words themselves are just like a joy to pronounce and to articulate. Um, and I really, really loved singing these words and kind of like living in them in the recording studio. Um, and if that sounds like something you're interested in, like I'd love for you to, you know, listen to the song again and and notice those things. Like I, I, I think really, really carefully about like exactly where to place a vowel, exactly where to place a consonant, how much air to put in the word, like how much vibrato I need, like where, you know, in very minutia, like my cutoffs, I want my cutoffs to be to kind of like make sure that everything lands just right. And I just want you to know that that's like that was a labor of love for me too, like in prep for the studio and in the studio, um, having just like a real heartfelt commitment to actually singing these stories, um, you know, not, not taking any single small moment kind of for granted or taking it lightly. Um, so that, that feels like you know, I am a singer, like, um, and I think I maybe don't talk enough about how much of like an actual like vocal nerd I am. I have thoughts about like talking about this more in the future. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so please like, please re-listen to the record and, 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 uh, notice the little, like the little treasures that I left for you. And I, I really left them, um, with intention and with love and with care. So that's just something that I wanted to say. Um, okay. So boundless boundless is one of the last songs that I wrote for this record. I've said this before, but track, uh, 11 of 12, um, was the first song that I wrote and then kind of filled in the blanks. I, you know, I wrote them kind of out of order. Um, but boundless is one of, one of the last songs and, you know, some of my songs, I feel like they, they 
occur to me pretty seamlessly and it's kind of just a matter of like polish and some songs like I was talking about this I teach songwriting at Utah Valley University and I was kind of talking about this phenomenon with my students just a couple of days ago but some of my songs feel like I'm carving them out of a block of marble and it feels like um so much work and like really, really careful work. And, um, this song is maybe not the most like that of anything on this record, but certainly kind of up there. I just felt like I needed this song to do a lot of things for this record and for the story. And in order to make the story work, I needed it to, I needed it to do a lot of things. And, um, so when I started writing it, I, um, I had a lot of, uh, there was a lot of like, wait there. Um, and I really wanted to do right by this part of the story. Um, so I started with a chord progression on this song. I've mentioned this before, but I think really carefully when I'm writing this kind of a project, um, about, um, you know, which keys I'm in, like, and specifically like making sure that each song on the record kind of carves out its very own unique, like sonic place. Um, and then with this record, this is something that I've never done before, even though my previous two albums are also concept records. I've never written anything before that needed to be in a particular order. Um, and the hallowed wide is like a linear process. So, um, I knew, I knew kind of like where, where this song need, like I knew, um, like I said, I'd already written track 11, this is track 10. So I knew how I wanted the end of the song to feel kind of going into the next song. And, um, I'm pretty sure I hadn't written track nine yet fit you in my mind. Um, but anyway, I was thinking about the chords in this way, like choosing a key center. And then I really wanted the harmonic rhythm to be unique. So, um, this is a type of a harmonic rhythm that is not any found anywhere else in this album. It has a lot of movement. Um, so the the interludes, the intro, the interlude, the verses, and the chorus all have the same chord progression, and it's D add two, D major add two, so two beats of that, two beats of A major, two beats of F sharp minor, and then four beats of E major. So um, it's kind of like a like a lot of movement in the first measure and then very little, like no movement in the second measure. And it's just a two measure progression. So it's a four chord progression, but only a two measure progression, um, which is, yeah, again, unlike kind of anything else on the record. So that felt important to me. And then I wrote this little intro hook. I'm pretty sure, like, I can't remember perfectly, but I feel fairly confident that I wrote this little intro hook, like before I wrote like any of the rest of the song. And I'll just tell you a little secret. Um, I had been, I had been watching a bunch of those, um, explained documentaries on, um, Netflix. And I love the opening, like the cred the credits song for that. I love it so much. Like I'll rewind it just to like, listen to those credits again. Um, and I, and I love just like that feeling it's like just intentional. And it also feels kind of like weightless at the same time, but like anchored. And, um, I just really wanted to capture that feeling. So I tried to kind of write like my own sort of hook that would kind of have a similar feeling. Um, so that's kind of like where the inspiration for this opening hook came from. Um, I wanted it to feel like joyful and kind of soaring, like covering a lot of range. Um, and yeah, being almost like 
like a little bit of a tease. Like I, I really wanted to create like a, like a lightness and like a, like a puzzle, a puzzle-ish kind of a feeling, um, at the beginning of the song. So that, that hook feels like compositionally really important to me. It's not, it's not an afterthought. It's not something that we came up with kind of as, you know, decoration, melodic decoration in the studio. It's like an important, uh, compositional element to me. Um, then I knew kind of like sort of what I wanted the chorus to say. I mean, I knew, I knew I kind of wanted to start the chorus with the line, we are boundless, but we're not unbound. Um, but I did write the verses first. Um, so I'll just kind of go through, um, again, I really wanted this song to feel playful. Um, I wanted it to feel kind of full of wonder and possibility and like a little bit of fear maybe, or just a little bit of like, uh, you know, ner nervousness or, or something kind of that, that sort of like teetering on the edge of something kind of like exciting, but also like a little terrifying. Um, because that's what, you know, this make it wide idea should feel like it, it should kind of feel like, okay, I think I understand, but like, whoa, this is like a big concept to try to apply. Um, and I wanted to use like nautical metaphors for this. Um, I don't think I used any nautical metaphors in, masks which is my second album but um the ocean is like i mean i'm not unique obviously in this way but the ocean is just like what what a better like source of metaphor um and if you listen back to my first record to the song on dean's dance that's an ocean inspired song as well um yeah so that kind of big like the ocean is a similar um similar feeling of kind of like this beauty and this wonder and it's exciting and it's kind of fun, but then it's also like freaking terrifying. Um, so, so we start out looking out a window to the sea is feeling wild. The same as feeling free. Cause I'm feeling something that I didn't feel before, like an ocean pouring out of me. So, um, my, uh, one of my fans and also a friend, Jaron Davis, had asked me specifically about this line um, as I, you know, hoped he would. So thanks, Jaron, for, you know, thinking um, like thoughtfully about my lyrics, as you always do. I, I never stop appreciating it. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, the honest truth with this particular line is like, I don't know, it really is a question. So maybe something that I'll explore in like a, a you know, my next project. Um, but I like the feeling like, you know, and, and this is something that I'm, I think I'm honest about, like, for me and my own life, like, I have been getting in the last, you know, two years, this kind of like odd, wild feeling. And it's unfamiliar. Like it's maybe a feeling that I felt every so often as, as a, you know, whimsical child and that has been dormant for the vast majority of my life, you know, since then. And I've been kind of feeling it again. And, um, I really am wondering, like, is this feeling is leaning into this feeling freedom or is it chaos or are those things one in the same? Like, I don't know. But again, it's kind of this uncertainty that is maybe like the point. Um, but starting like laying the groundwork in this verse for the kind of like riddles and metaphors and puzzles that are going to happen in the rest of the song, um, looking out at the sea and kind of just wondering like, is wildness freedom? 
because like I'm feeling this new big thing and it's like there's an ocean pouring out of me. So, you know, kind of um, drawing this parallel between, I mean, it's really not even, it's very thinly veiled, if veiled at all. But the metaphor being that like, you know, each individual human contains multitudes, like perhaps an ocean's worth of multitudes. Um, I love the pre-choruses on this song. I'm so proud of them. And like I said before, they are an absolute joy to sing. The lyrics are like delicious in my mouth. Um, the pre-chorus has new chords and also a new harmonic rhythm that's a little stretched out. Um, so pre-chorus one, um, so like an ocean pouring out of me, I can see it. Like I can see this, I can see all this depth in myself, swaying, shapeless, and maybe it's nothing, maybe it's everything, swaying, shapeless, maybe nothing, maybe everything, human, blameless, see the whole and see the unraveling. Um, this is a, a, a response to the last song, Fit You In My Mind. I am aware writing this that like, this presents, this project presents an extremely optimistic view of humanity. And, um, I just, I'm aware of like these problems, but I, I do feel optimistic about humanity. As I've said a million times in this series, you know, sociopaths aside, but also like I have some compassion there. Um, but I think, you know, this word human, it's such an interesting word. It's like, you know, we'll say like, well, it's only human, you know, like we'll, we'll say it like that. Like, it's like, I mean, come on, we're very limited. And then we talk about like humanity and like, um, being like, where do we find the humanity in this thing? Like, Hey, you know, be human. And that means like, have compassion, um, be kind. Um, like we, you know, you think about the word like humane, you know, like these things are related. So I like that that word is really loaded, um, swaying, shapeless, maybe nothing, maybe everything it's human. And then, you know, I'm asserting my own like thought of a blameless, like, I think generally we're innocent and even, you know, again, like even sociopaths, like this is a genetic, this is a disease, you know? So I think like, I, I like the idea that we're kind of, that we're pure, um, you know, like predators are predators, but generally I, I believe this about humans, see the whole and see the unraveling. It's both, um, this whole wholesome thing and also this absolute unraveling, um, this messiness, uh, catch it, taste it these little flickers of humanity. And that's what they feel like. I've talked about this a lot in Artifice, like, you know, the, the standard podcast, but, you know, going out in the world every day and, um, you know, or most days, the days that I feel like in my values and looking for wonder in those little tiny moments, um, just, you know, finding like little moments of humanity, catch it, taste it. If only for a moment, get a glimpse of what it could mean what does it mean? And again, this kind of like toggling between like a sort of a confidence and an uncertainty, which I think is the name of the game. It's the whole point. Um, it's actually funny. I've been, I've been submitting most of my songs, um, from this album for like blog review and, you know, potential, um, Spotify playlist placements, um, using submit hub. And I've had so many people, 
like so many of the kind of gatekeepers and like curators respond to my pitches and say something like your lyrics don't make sense or like it doesn't I can't like it one your lines don't make sense and I'm like doesn't doesn't it occur to you that maybe this is like on purpose um and then I just feel like okay why are the gatekeepers like such boring people but whatever maybe that's just me maybe like my lyrics are too confusing I don't think so like I said I feel like they're like almost kind of thinly veiled anyway doesn't matter I'd love to know what you think if you have a thought about that um yeah, if only for a moment, get a glimpse, like get a glimpse is such a fun thing to say. Like these lyrics, these lyrics feel like interesting in like their actual articulation. If only for a moment, get a glimpse of what it could mean. What does it mean? Um, then the chorus is these paradoxes. And, um, you know, the thing that I was thinking about mostly while I was writing these choruses is, um, David Haidt's book, um, The Righteous Mind. Um, I can't recommend it enough. It's fantastic. I read it years and years ago. And then, you know, I think those concepts were on my mind as I was writing this record. Um, but he talks about how humans are a unique species because we are, a we are, a. a like a hive, a hive species. Like in many ways, we're like bees. Like we work together, we exhibit altruism. Um, we're very good at collaborating and working in larger groups than really kind of any other species. Um, I mean, aside from like giant schools of fish or maybe like an actual hive of bees or like a colony of ants, but you know, um, we're, we're kind of remarkable in that way. But on the other hand, we're like extremely selfish, like violent primates who are very like solo, like looking out for me, myself and I. And I feel like part of this kind of like make it wide application is being okay with both. So we are boundless. Like each of us is boundless kind of, um, again, containing multitudes, but we're not unbound. We are bound together. We do we do need each other and we are connected, you know, for better and for worse. Um, we are boundless, but we're not unbound. We are ungraspable. Um, the last song on the record is called, I could, I mean, fit you in my mind. The line is I could never fit you in my mind. And any human is just, it's impossible to pin down, impossible to fully understand, impossible to predict. We are ungraspable, but our hands grasp each other. Like our hands and our hearts are tightly wound. We cling to one another. We need each other. We love each other. We hold so tightly to the people we love. We are one and only one of a kind, each of us, one of a kind, but we are not alone. We are boundless, but we were bound together long ago. Um, our species has just evolved this way. And like those two, those competing interests of like the hive and the kind of maverick are just, I don't know, it's, it's kind of its own very own interesting problem. Um, okay. So moving on, um, we have another little hook to kind of stop and think and play and bounce around and, um, you know, feel a little like buoyant, little buoyancy. Then verse two is a little riddle. I see you. And to me, this you is literally anyone, everyone. I see you, any person that I'm talking to. I see you like I see the blue horizon. 
it has a way of rolling out of reach. The horizon, you can't, I mean, it's, you guys, listen, I don't need to explain this, I think, but it's not real. You know, the horizon is like a mirage. It, it, it has a way of rolling out of reach. The closer you think you're getting to it, you know, the farther away it it, it is. Um, and it doesn't matter if I fall or follow. And this line, like the, like what it means to me is if I fall behind, it doesn't matter if I fall behind, fall away, um, fall out of interest, fall out of love or try to follow it and try to catch it. The horizon isn't mine to keep. And again, you are the horizon. So, you know, no person, no person, it doesn't matter if I'm like, listen, I don't need more of this person in my life. I'm going to just, I'm going to leave it. Or if I'm going to say, I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep trying to understand and hold on to this person in like the most, um, boundaried, you know, open hearted way. Um, nobody's, nobody's mind to keep, nobody's mind to control or to understand. Um, Next verse, I really like it when pre-choruses have like different lyrics, but kind of have parallels. So I, I do this a lot in my writing. Um, the first verse, baby, I can see it swaying, shapeless, maybe nothing, maybe everything. Verse two, baby, I can feel it hazy, weightless. And I like that these kind of rhyme, you know, swaying, shapeless, hazy, weightless, um, maybe nothing, maybe everything. That's pre-chorus one, crystal clear, then somehow vanishing hazy, weightless, crystal clear, then somehow vanishing. Sacred places, find them here when nothing's happening. Just in the in the ordinary, which is a callback to the lyrics of Sweet Dream, which is track seven. Hazy, weightless, crystal clear, then somehow vanishing. Sacred places, find them here when truly nothing is happening can't quite place it this thing this feeling this amazing like transcendent like beautiful this thing that we keep chasing in our lives can't quite place it you know it when you know it but you couldn't say what it could be and then this is a little more confident could it be could the answer be that this mystery this thing that we're kind of chasing this balance of like a thrill and a comfort um we're boundless but we're not unbound same chorus again then we just have like some production wonderland. Um, I wanted us to kind of, I want, I wrote it like this. Again, this isn't something we just problem solved in the studio. I put this into the composition, um, a little extra space to just sit and kind of contemplate. Um, and it has these kind of vocal callbacks. The background vocals are still there, but the lead vocal is distracted doing something else. Um, singing these kind of ooze, which, you know, symbolically and metaphorically, it means to me that, um, we're sitting in that discomfort, like not needing to kind of proclaim anything, just like letting it wash over. Um, and then the kind of anchor, like the chorus of these, um, these background vocals is like reminding us of the, um, the beautiful parts. So no longer is the lead vocal saying, you know, we are, we're, we're boundless, we're ungraspable, we're one and only, we're kind of left with just, we're not unbound our hands and hearts are tightly wound. We're not alone. And then a final proclamation, we are boundless and we're bound together long ago. And then I, I wanted to end this song on a verse, which I think I didn't do this on any of the other songs, but I love a song that ends on a verse. And it, one final little puzzle, little riddle, 
looking out a window at the ocean. And again, little parallel here. The opening line is looking out a window to the sea. Now looking out a window at the ocean, there's so much more than I can see. Um, and again, of course the metaphor is like, it's a person. So if I'm looking at another person, there's so much more than I can see. I can't imagine what terror and what beauty lies beneath, but the ocean's looking back at me. So I really love this line. Like it, I feel like it's one of those things that the muse just like delivered to me. Um, like as terrifying and beautiful and mysterious as the ocean is, it's not as mysterious as like what's inside a person, you know, and that's just, I'm sure, I'm sure like a marine biologist would just emphatically disagree, but, um, I'm not one of those. Although, you know, I did think as a small child that I might become one because I was a girl in the nineties and was a little whimsical little thing. Um, but I guess what I do now is just like occasionally write things that are a little oceany and that like scratches that itch maybe. Um, yeah, Boundless is pretty simple. It, there's a lot like in some ways less going on than the other songs. Um, yeah, Jed, Jed and I, when we were producing this or when he was producing it and we were working on it in the studio, we wanted it to be simple. We wanted it to be just like, you know, um, kind of pure, like the depth is already there. It doesn't need to be highlighted. Um, Robbie Connolly played some just wonderful guitar parts that I just can't imagine the song without. And we did write those guitar parts in the studio. I did not write those beforehand. So that's compliments of Jed and Robbie and, and me too together just in the studio kind of problem solving through that. It was like a, a lovely experience to do. Um, the background vocals are also like very intentional and as always Jed did a beautiful job on building the track. Um, you know, creating the drums, all of these things. And then, um, finally, I guess, uh, in the music video, um, I think Jaron had some ideas about this or some questions, I guess I'll go. So again, if you're new and like, just heaven help you, if you're new, like on this episode, like you're, it's, you're probably overwhelmed, go back and listen to the rest. I think it's probably pretty safe to say that no one who's listening right now is new. Um, but I, I have a, a private, like a fan, a fan group on Facebook. Um, and I, I like to open up, um, like, a questions for these episodes and usually nobody responds except Jaren. So again, Thanks, Jaren. I hope you don't feel like it's homework for you. Um, okay, so Jaren asks about the white line art in the video. I'm wondering about whether that is uh, like something that I was intentional about. And Jaren, it wasn't. So that was something that when I met with Ryan um, to kind of plan these things, um, he maybe mentioned that he had an, an idea for trying some kind of animation on this song. And he was like, what do you think of that? And I was like, yeah, go for it. I trust you. And I do, I trust him so much. So I would have to ask Ryan what he was thinking, but I, I have to imagine that it's like, you know, the, the way the animation is, it's like a, it's automated. So it's like, you know, the, the whatever plugin or whatever it is, I'm not sure. Um, it like kind of recognizes the outlines of the image and then has them sort of like bounce away. So that does feel like it feels boundless. It's like, Hey, like this container, this like, um, 
uh, physical finite container that I'm in is really um, an inadequate representation of the size of me um, or something like that, you know, kind of a, a boundlessness. So that feels, I, I, if I had to guess, I would think that's kind of what Ryan may maybe was thinking. Um, okay. And then, um, Jaren asks, is being wild the same as being free? Is this sort of the central question in song? I don't know. Um, also Jaren, I watched, Jaren had said something here about, um, just watching eyes wide shut. And I also watched that movie for the first time, like in the last 12 months, like just had this thing that was like, I keep hearing enough people referring to this, but I haven't seen it. I don't know if you're watching it for the first time, but, um, also, uh, yeah, I feel like I just want to say that, like, I don't know why eyes wide shut is like in the kind of wavelength of like, I don't know what, our generation is thinking about right now. Maybe it's not, maybe it's totally random, but yeah, I mean, I think this is a question and I think it's a question that people never stop asking, like is, is wildness freedom? And I really don't know. Maybe it depends on what kind, like, yeah, that really is a question. <laughs> like, I'm not sure. So I don't think it is the central, well, maybe it is the central question, but I think, um, more so the central kind of idea is that we, we are a beehive and like a chimpanzee troop at the same time. Um, okay. Uh, Jaren had asked about the places in the video that are, that are, have a pink background. Ryan also just did that. I just put that in his hands and he just handled it so beautifully. Um, the paradoxes in the chorus certainly are intentional. Jaren said, to me, it feels like what it means to love someone or be boundless and bound to someone at the same time. Oh yeah. Yes, you're right. Um, it's, it's similar, like, um, to be, to be unbound and to be bound, um, to someone. Sure. Um, this feels to me less like relational or like specific and more just like general about the kind of, it's a statement about the, um, the state of, humanity or like the condition of being human. Um, he says the horizon metaphor is so adventurous. Is this about how someone is unknowable as a whole, but the effort to get there is a journey and an adventure. Yeah. And also just that it's just important to remember that like we can't possess or really truly sum up or understand anybody. And if you think you've done that, you know, check yourself. Um, Jaren says, is this song about love and the mystery and wonder of the individual? Yes, absolutely. The ocean, met he says, the ocean metaphor has a lot of adventure and danger. And there's some amount of accountability and excitement in the line, the ocean's looking back at me. Yeah, I wanted it to feel like, this is funny because Jaren, I really like, I read this this morning and like didn't really have time to think about it because I was doing a bunch of other things. And then like, I'm just pulling it up now and like responding in real time. And I had forgotten that you wrote this, but I mean, I've already said it so many times. I wanted this song to feel like a, like a weird blend of play and like, danger and kind of intrigue and mystery because that is what being human feels like every time we um try to trust someone I mean it's risky um but it's it, it there's it's exciting too there's like a reverence there it's a joy it's an honor to um you know attempt to kind of um like touch down you know on a truth of another person 
um, however fleeting it may be. And I think this kind of make it wide concept is about, um, yeah, like, like literally really trying to apply this in real time. And I, I'm not sure what I'm going to do next after I finish, you know, releasing this project. I have so many ideas. I have more ideas than I even like can handle, um, more on this to come soon. But, um, I feel like some of this is like brewing around for me of how do we actually apply these things? Like, you know, the make it wide part of the journey is kind of like opening, it's leaving an opening for a new, another chapter, like another, another universe of, of a, another world of things. And, um, I really have been thinking about this. Like I said, I mean, these are art projects for me, like these are creative projects and they are kind of fantastical and it's, it's world building. But, um, I also am just like trying to solve, like, I'm trying to just like be mindful about my life. And, you know, for many reasons that I've talked about at length in the past, um, I don't, I don't think, I don't think I have any like, unique access to insight, but I do think that I, I've prioritized like time for these things in my life. Mostly I just, I don't have children. So that's like, that's a decision that I have made and, you know, I don't know anything could happen, but I'm not planning on having children. Um, and so I think about these things as like an ethical constraint. Like I, I try really hard to think like, well, I'm not contributing to the next generation in that way. Um, but I, I want to be like ethical and thoughtful about my time, um, and make sure that like, you know, I'm not just like a passive consumer. So I try to take, you know, that responsibility as like, you know, self-assigned, as it is like nobody asked me to do that. And I, I know that, um, I have no sort of like delusions in this matter, but it's just, it's just what feels like right to me to spend my time, like thinking about these things. And I also think that I do have like a, I do have a propensity for like, um, understanding patterns and, um, you know, um, condensing, abstract ideas into consumable, you know, mediums. That's what it means to be an artist. And I, I'm an artist. So anyway, all this to say, I am thinking about these things like they're very real. These, these are, these projects are whimsical, but they're also, they mean something to me. So I've been thinking a lot lately about what it means to actually apply these things and different strategies, like in, in a very, in a very real way um, how to apply these kinds of things with strangers, how to apply these things with people, you know, better than, you know, anybody else, how to apply these kinds of things to yourself. Um, I don't know what the answers are yet, but I have lots of questions and I have plans for, um, pulling on different strings and seeing kind of what I find. So, um, yeah, I'm just like, totally like I'm thinking out loud at this point, this is no longer about boundless. Um, anyway, I'm just like realizing in this moment, that I'm tired and that I have so many things to do. Um, mostly I'm so excited about this concert. It's going to be so cool.
I'm going to be um, talking more about some of the different components in this next week. So stay tuned. Yeah, that's all. We're officially in Make It Wide. There's two songs left. Um, the penultimate song, like I said before, it's the first song that I wrote for this record and it's it's kind of the point. So we'll get there soon. I think I actually just uploaded these to DistroKid, which is my distributor, aka the way that these songs of mine find their way from my laptop to Apple Music and Spotify and YouTube, etc. Um, but I think the penultimate song, track 11, is going to come out on Wednesday, October 19th. And then um, the final song, I just think I, I, th I think I set it to release like right as the live show is ending. So like Saturday night, October 22nd. Um, gosh, and then we're going to be done. It's crazy. I feel weird. I feel sad. I feel like a grief, but I also feel a bit, a little bit relieved because I think I'm ready to kind of move on to some new ideas. As always, thank you so much for being here with me. If you're listening and you have questions you want me to answer or thoughts you'd like to contribute um, to this kind of project at large that you want me to address in the last episode in this series, um, please you can contact me in any number of ways. I'm very easy to reach. Um, and yeah, hit me with like any questions or thoughts you have. It, it's, there's nothing that I enjoy more than hearing like those kinds of things. So please don't hesitate. It won't, it will make my day. Um, thank you for being here with me. It's an honor to share this work with you. I hope it means something to you. And yeah, as always, if you're here and you're listening, I love you. And I mean that. It's precious. It's so precious to me. Um, so thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, stay tuned for the end of The Hallowed Wide. It's coming so soon. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening to Artifice. Our theme song is As You Are from My Album Masks with artwork and merch designs by Sarah Keel. If you'd like to recommend a professional artist for an interview on the podcast, you can reach me through my website, emilymerrellmusic.com. That's E-M-I-L-Y-M-E-R-R-E-L-L-Music.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Thanks again. Have a great week.